Welcome back to the world's most retro-futurist podcast. That's right, it's Legion of Superheroes versus Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And we are wrapping up our coverage of the season one of both shows with a season one recap episode for Legion of Superheroes. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. We're both part of Uncanny Treks. How the hell are you doing tonight, Matt? We made it, Bob. We made it through this cartoon I'd never heard of before with a bunch of superheroes <laughs> I really never heard of before. And it was, it was pretty good. So. <laughs> You, you you learned, Matt. You learned. Uh, yeah, in response to like three presidents ago, is a mortal question. Uh, is our children learning? Matt is learning. Yeah. Matt is learning. And really, all they had to do was slap a Superman symbol on it, and I watched it, so it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In hindsight, I'm still really amazed that this was not called like Superman and the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, I have no doubt they probably advertised it that way at the time. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, kind of talk through our rankings for uh, season one of the Legion of Superheroes cartoon. You know, pretty much everything uh, we would say in the season hits the okay or interesting or important without being like, you know, just like not, not none of it's really like next level. It's just all really solid superhero storytelling set in the future. So we're going to kind of reminisce about all uh, 10, all or rather all 13 episodes real quick. And then we'll go into asking a few other kind of broader questions of the show. We have the pilot episode, which was Man of Tomorrow, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we get Superboy brought to the 31st century. We first meet the Fatal Five, which is kind of an underwhelming use of the Fatal Five uh, compared to what they will get up to in the season finale. But, you know, it's it's kind of set in the set in the set in the place, kind of establishing some basics. It's a, it's a very solid episode. I think they put the Fatal Five in the first episode so they could sell it to somebody. Yeah, yeah, maybe they wanted... I, I don't know if they did action figures for this cartoon, but if they did, I'm sure they did a few Fatal Five ones and they wanted oh, to hell, have them. Oh, yeah, they did. They had all kinds of action figures for this cartoon. <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah. had... Uh, yeah, they want to make sure that all the, uh, the Legionnaires at least had some kind of counterpart on the Fatal Five to make it seem like there was a lot of characters to play with. Yeah, yeah. And then... At, uh, so we got Man of Tomorrow. We definitely say that's a very solid episode. We very much enjoyed it. And really none of the, I don't think any of these uh, we didn't enjoy. The episode didn't suck me in. Like I wasn't, I didn't watch it and I was like, oh God, I gotta see the next one. It wasn't like that. So that's why it's going in the okay category. It's not, you know, it, it didn't draw Yeah, because you, you were, for our other show, you were pretty sucked in by the pilot of Young Justice, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This I wasn't. I was, I more had to wait until we got further yeah. to really start to enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's more with this one, like, the characters kind of have to grow on you a bit. Because yeah, they can be kind of annoying sometimes. Especially that lightning lad. Grr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the second episode was a Timberwolf, which, as the name might suggest, is, like, Timberwolf joining the Legion. We learned about Timberwolf's origin, uh, his mad scientist father. It's a pretty solid episode. Uh, you know, very much a kind of take on the island of Dr. Moreau. You know, it's it is kind of interesting that Timberwolf is so front and center in this episode, and you think he's going to be front and center for the rest of the season, but that's really not the case. So it's a kind of interesting thing of like, yo, yeah, here's you know, here's the Legion's Wolverine, and indeed he's the character who inspired Wolverine, but uh, you know, he, he's really built up, and then after this, not so much from him, not so much. He occasionally has like this motorcycle flying thing he rides around on that he like shoots people with. That's, 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 that's Timberwolf. <laughs> Hey man, if you if you're a berserker, you need a motorcycle. These these are the comics rules. We put him on his little flying bike. Let him laser. Let him laser you a little bit. Wait, are you making are you making a Lobo reference? 
No, I'm not making a Lobo reference. No. He okay, so he actually he actually does have a he actually does have a space motorcycle. Well, it's not like a motor. It's like a it's a flying bike thing, but it's just, it doesn't really look like a motorcycle. I don't know what you call it. I'm sure. Okay, I don't I don't rem- I don't remember this at all. But then I was just gonna let it go. But then when you were talking about, it, I was like, wait, is, is Matt confusing Timberwolf with Lobo? No, I'm not confusing Timberwolf with Lobo. I'm talking about the later episodes. Like you don't see him like running around clawing people and being a badass. Yeah. You see yeah. him like flying a freaking bike thing that shoots lasers i mean it's not a criticism i mean they're you know they're both like weird looking guys with weird hairs who are named after a wolf like it's not a, you know it's, you're criticizing it's me it's Bob, because you're saying i don't know the difference between timberwolf and lobo and it's bothering me you're hurting my feelings bob i think the premise of you taking offense here is that you're assuming that i uh, i care about lobo and i i don't <laughs> care about lobo <laughs> like uh, I have no, I I really hate Lobo, Matt. There's many reasons I think you're stupid. This is not one of them. <laughs> well, well then, let's keep moving on. All right, the next episode, Bob, was the episode that actually got me kind of a little more interested in this show because we are introduced. This is the episode called Legacy. We're introduced to Alexis Luther, who I'm like, okay, they're trying to tie in some Superman shit with this. They're trying to bring in this weird. Well, and it, it fulfills a long-term fantasy of yours, Matt, where Superman and uh, a descendant of Lex Luthor are dating. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I've always wanted, Bob. Yes, yes, Matt. Yes. I wonder how many, like, generations they had to go before they got to elect. Like, I mean, I figure, like, Alexis would be, like, the automatic daughter of Lex Luthor. So what did, what, what were the names of the kids between then? Because he always tries to name them after himself. There, there's a in the Supergirl cartoon. There's a Lena Luther. Lena, okay. And yeah. then, that's it. That's his sister, I think. And then, the dad is Lionel. I forget what the, I forget what the mom's name is. Lionel Luther. All I can think of is Lionel Richie. That's funny. Well, anyway, <laughs> oh, man, Legacy. We're, in Legacy, we're introduced to Alexis Luther, who I thought might have a reoccurring role on this show, but she really doesn't. And I was like, damn, that should be a cool villain. Oh man! I, so we've got so Lachlan Luther is the father of Lionel Luther. Oh, I got you like on a hunt now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lionel Luther is the husband of Eliza Luther. Let's see, we've got Julian Luther, Lucas Luther. Oh man, who else do we got in the Luther family? Lena Luther. Oh, Lenny Luther. Lenny, there you go. About yeah, Lenny Luther. Luther. Yeah, that's the nephew from the movies, right? Yeah. Maybe Lena Luther's just a sister, but what was Lillian Luther? Lillian Luther. That's it. Lillian Luther. Okay. Lillian Luther. All right. Well, well now that we've gone down this rabbit hole, (laughs) which we probably could have done in the original episode, but, you know, we we didn't think of it at the time. So let's hit Phantoms, Bob. Phantoms is the next episode, the fourth episode, and it deals with the Phantom Zone. And uh, surprisingly, not as much to do with Phantom Girl, which was annoying. No. Yeah, you think. In, so, in some cases, Phantom Girl's even shown as like having a connection to the Phantom Zone, but not so much in the Phantoms episode. It is kind of continuing this tradition that Legacy sets out of like, a, and a lot, a couple of the other episodes do, that like you're really going hard with like having Superman villains or versions of Superman villains showing up in the 31st century. So here we get like a descendant of uh, of Zod, right? And right. We, have, we have the descendant of Lex in the prior episode. So yeah, it kind of keeps that pattern going. 
And then we had uh, Champions, which I believe was one of your favorites, Matt. Oh my god, Champions. Ugh. This was like the Space Olympic episode where we learn about Lightning Lad's brother being a douche. And uh, Fatal Five show up. Yeah, this was the one that really undermined the Fatal Five for you, right? Yeah, it really made the Fatal Five look like jobbers. It was pretty bad. Yeah, although on the bright side, we do get to meet two future Legionnaires, uh, Matter Eater Lad and Ultra Boy, which I was very happy to see both of them, although they meant nothing to Matt. Yeah, I, I will say, th- this episode probably, if I had to put one in the dumpster fire, it would probably be that episode, but Bob doesn't. Bob kind of has me sold on Matter Eater Lad and Ultra Boy at this point. Just great concepts, baby. Great concepts. Yeah. Then we had Fear Factory next, which was also okay. It's just kind of like a haunted space station. In, interestingly, it maybe does foreshadow a little bit what later episodes do with Bouncing Boy taking on a leadership role. And, you know, we also kind of find out that he's a big, he's a big horror movie buff. All right, and then we've got Brain Drain, which is uh, Brainiac 5's Pawn 4, Brainiac 5-centric episode. We learn a little bit more about him. And then things, uh, then things heat up a little bit. I'd still say we're in the okay category, but it heats up a little bit when we have uh, the Lightning Storm episode where we actually see um, Lightning Lad's brother, Lightning Lord, actually have powers, and he's formed a rival kind of mercenary team for hire, the Lightspeed Vanguard, although uh, longtime Legion readers might also recognize that LSV acronym as standing for the Legion of Supervillains. So Lightning Storm was pretty fun. I think, you, I think you, this one uh, really got you going, right? Yeah, that was a good episode. I really enjoyed uh, the Lightspeed Vanguard charging people to, uh, you know, for their heroics. <laughs> Smart capitalism. And then, <laughs> yeah, you got, that is the most dystopian thing about the 31st century of the Legion, is it does still seem to be capitalist. Deeply dystopian. <laughs> and then, I think you really liked the next one, too. Maybe even somewhat to my surprise, which was Substitutes, where we introduced to the Legion of Substitutes heroes. Yeah, they, they have these, like, substitutes who step in who have these horrible, like, useless powers. Uh, but then they're able, the writers of this episode were actually able to utilize the powers of these characters to come up with some really creative ways to, uh, you know, save the day. I, I liked it. And then Starfinger was, he was freaking weird, but I kind of liked him. Matt likes a creepy German villain. He, it really speaks to him. <laughs> sounds gross. You know, just whatever. And then... Um, the anti-penultimate episode, which I might have said was my dumpster fire, although I think you liked it a little more than me, we get a kind of 31st century equivalent of Mr. Mixelpitalik. And, uh, you know, there's some sorcery. It actually is a good Phantom Girl episode, which somewhat saves it for me. But it's, you know, as, as the name would suggest, it's kind of a childish episode with a lot of, like, genie magic stuff that's not really that funny. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy Child's Play to some degree, even though the, the magic of Mixel Pitalik is kind of eh. But it, it, the magic in Child's Play, I like better than the magic in Young Justice. So Oh, just just shot right to my heart. Right to my heart now. Even right though it's cheesier, I, I appreciate it more. So the next couple episodes we're going to talk about, we didn't actually review because they didn't have a counterpart in Strange New Worlds. Because Strange New Worlds is only 10 episodes. Or maybe, maybe we did it and then uh, the computer ate it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's always possible. Maybe. It's possible. Maybe. So anyway, so we've got a Chain of Command, which in the A plot, Lightning Lad leads a rescue mission to his home planet, Winath, where his leadership clashes with the returning Cosmic Boy and the lacking in confidence Bouncing Boy. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I just want to compliment you on your uh, your pronunciation of Winath. That was that, that was you did it with confidence and gusto and a plum, my friend. Um, yeah, this is a really fun episode. We, you know, there's not really a villain. It's just like the environmental uh, storms that are afflicting uh, Lightning Lad's home planet, which is kind of like a farm planet. Although he's very, he gets very defensive when Superboy calls him a farm boy. I remember he's like an agrarian technician, please. But it kind of interestingly ends with uh, Bouncing Boy becoming the leader of the Legion, which was very cool. And which was very random. <laughs> Very random, very random. Although, like I said, in hindsight, maybe somewhat set up by stuff like Fear Factory. Yeah. Is Are we introduced in Chain of Command to uh, Iron Lad? No, what's his name? No, 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 no. Pharaoh Lad. It's Pharaoh Cosmic. Lad, so we, we do meet two new Legionnaires, one of whom is an old Legionnaire who's just been out on a recruiting mission, and that's Cosmic Boy. He's like the original leader. I think he's, you know, the Cyclops of the Legion, but with uh, Magneto's powers. And, you know, kind of as a funny joke, haha, uh, you know, the guy with magnetic eyes brings in Pharaoh Lad, the guy whose power is to turn into iron. So we are introduced to Pharaoh Lad in this episode. Pharaoh Lad will play a huge role in the next episode, which is what, Bob? Yeah, yeah. So the next episode is uh, it's a two-parter, and it's the only one I think both of us could agree like really belonged in the great category. It's uh, called Sundown, and uh, do you want to walk us through that A-plot there, Matt? So in Sundown, Bouncing Boy's first mission as leader pits the Legion against the most devastating weapon in the galaxy, the Sun Eater. Yeah, yeah. And this is an adaptation of one of the biggest uh, Legion stories from the 60s, right? It's a story that both introduces the Sun Eater, introduces the Fatal Five, although obviously, you know, we, we'd already met the Fatal Five in the cartoon. And uh, and it kills off Pharaoh Lad, who sacrifices himself to destroy the Sun Eater, which was, I think, maybe the first time a major character in a superhero team narrative died permanently. I can't think of one before this. But yeah, it's a, it's a really cool, really huge, huge moment. I will say this. Uh, for some reason, I did. This is kind of, this is a little off topic, but when you said that, it made me think, for some reason as a kid, I always thought Morph actually died. But apparently Morph didn't actually die. Yeah, yeah. Because when you Although, were saying, I was thinking, oh, what about Morph? No, no, Morph actually lived. <laughs> I can't well, think of Morph else. Morph does die in the 60s comics, but I think he dies after this. After, like, because I believe uh, the Sun Eater story is in the 65, 66. Yeah. I think, I think Morph in the 60s X-Men comics dies after that, and he's not called Morph. And in some sense, it doesn't really count because he's just impersonating Professor X. Oh, you were talking about in the comics, not the shit, not the cart, not a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I could, I could. Yeah. I could, I could care less about deaths in a cartoon, Matt. <laughs> despite the fact that we review, despite the fact that we review three cartoons regularly. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So that was a complete tangent. Sorry about that. Anyway. No, no worries. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So it's great. It's a great, it's a great episode. Um, but did you want to add in any, anything more about it? If you, if for some reason you don't have time to watch, you know, all the episodes of this show. And who, and who are we kidding? If you're listening to this show, you have time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, if you had to, I would watch what I call the Pharaoh Lad Trilogy, which is a chain of command and then the two, uh, the Sundown two-porter. If you watch those, you're going to be like, oh, okay, this, this show has some cool stuff going on. 
Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So I think Sundown would probably be both of our favorites. But if we set that aside, Matt, what would you say was your favorite episode in Legion okay, of Superheroes season I really one? did enjoy Substitutes just because I like the, the, the weird, the, the whole tryout thing with the Legion. That's one thing that's very different in this show compared to, say, like X-Men or mm-hmm. uh, any other team-based show is that they have, like, tryouts and... If you pass, you get to be a member of the Legion. If you don't, then I guess you feel like rejected and can try again some other time. But the Legion are only want like what one person with each like power set per on their team, or they only don't, they don't want any duplicate powers. Uh, that is a rule that they nominally have. I don't have they actually said it in the cartoon though. I don't think they have no. But yeah, I just remember you telling me that because I was like, why? Are, uh, yeah. What are their criteria? <laughs> It also gets a little, like, it's a little fuzzy sometimes, right? Because, like, Superboy, Monel, and Ultra Boy all basically have the same power set, for example. And then there are times when you have, like, Lightning Lad and Lightning Lass in the Legion, and there's a few other examples of that. There's also a big rule is that nobody can have technologically de- uh, derived powers. Like, they have to be, like, biological. Oh, okay. And so that's... Yeah, there's a there's a lost legionnaire named Kid Quantum that you find out in the late '80s or the early '90s that like he uh, he was using um, technology based powers and it went really awry, it went really awry and he died and so they institute that as a rule after he dies. It's like you can't just like you can't show up to your trial in like a mech suit and think you're gonna get in. Well, and that's that's one of the reoccurring gags in the Legion tryouts is people who don't really have powers, but who are using technology to fake powers or trying oh. to get in and then they're discovering them. <laughs> so that's the kind of cool stuff that this show has that like you don't see in other things, which I thought was kind of neat. But all right. So, yeah, Substitutes is my favorite. Yeah, I would probably go either Lightning Storm or Chain of Command as uh, my favorite. Like, I really enjoyed the Lightspeed Vanguard, and I really enjoyed, like, the leadership squabbles in Chain of Command, even though, in a certain sense, I hate all three of the leaders. (laughs) I didn't used to hate Cosmic Boy until I found out he was voiced by Will Wheaton, and then I kind of had to hate him. Will Wheaton gets so much hate from us. And he deserves every bit of it and much more than we can give. What was your least favorite episode, Matt? Least favorite episode, Bob, was Champions. This is just the plot is so nonsensical, and this is before we learned that Lightning Lad's brother has powers. So he's just a complete douche to Lightning Lad and to everybody. And then on top of all this, you've got the Fatal Five just getting their asses handed to them very quickly, even though they're supposed to be kind of like the big. Uh-huh. Bad, the, the, the big bads for this. and it, it, Yeah, the five of them can fight the 30-odd members of the Legion and hold their own, you know? Yeah, you, you don't get that sense from this episode. No, but, I guess you don't, do you? And they kind of shoehorned in a lot of additional stuff with Phantom Girl and her mother into that episode. That I, I don't know. It, it was just not the greatest. What about you, Bob? Uh, I would say Fear Factory probably feels the least essential, but I, I still mostly liked it. Um, Child's Play, like I was saying in the in the rundown, is pretty annoying, even though we have like a really good Phantom Girl subplot, which I think is handles her much better, handles her relationship with her mother much better than Champion. Still, I don't know, Child's Play is pretty annoying, so I'd have to go with that probably. Yeah, I could see that too. I, I was not impressed with the mixture of Mixel Pitalik, but I did like the magic stuff. Which is surprising because usually I. So you just like childish magic, Matt? We've established it. I just like childish magic. Yeah, I have the mind of a child. 
<laughs> so we've got a spotlight episodes for Timberwolf, Lightning Lad, and Brainiac Five. Um, did you have a, a favorite um, like spotlight episode among those? And Elise? I don't really have like a favorite, but I do feel like I've learned the most about Lightning Lad. I, f- I understand like his backstory now because we're exposed to it at different points throughout the season, and then we do get the one episode where we kind of just go deeper into his origin story. Was that, that was Lightning Storm, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I for me, I don't know. Like, I really like Timberwolf as a character, and I like the Timberwolf episode. But it, I don't know. It's just kind of weird that like we get so much focus early in the early episodes on Timberwolf, and then totally dispensable for the rest of the season. Does he show up more in the second season? Do you remember? I don't. I think he's there, but he's not there a lot. Because like I, as I've said before, season two like really goes into some wildly different directions. It's almost like a new show. Oh, okay. And then, um, what would you say surprised you the most about this season, Matt? I mean, I guess I didn't realize how similar the Legionnaires are to the X-Men, but they predate them. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, Yeah, yeah. And uh, just how entertaining but totally different this is from Young Justice or the uh, the Timbers Batman. Yeah, yeah. Even though you could make it, I don't know. I think you could make an argument to fit this into the Tim verse, but it, it's still there. Still, is a bit of a tonal difference there. You're right. For me, I think the, the surprising thing was the first time I watched the season several several years back. I don't think I processed how much it was uh, derivative of the Superman mythos. Like, obviously, Brainiac Five is you know a descendant of Brainiac. That's he's in all versions of the Legion. That's always a thing. But like to have like Luther and Mixelpitalik and the Phantom Zone criminals all in the first season was, was pretty intense. And you know, those, those type of characters do show up in Legion stories from time to time, but not that often and not with like that level of concentration, you know? Yeah. They had to sell it as a Superman show. They really did. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we're going to have Luther and we'll have a, we'll have the Phantom Zone and, Maybe that imp guy, but it's not really going to be him, but we'll just say it is. And, like, well, and the the big bad for season two will be another Superman villain from uh, th- that you've totally forgotten about because he kind of sucks. I mean, I think they do they do him about as well as you can in season two, but he kind of sucks, and there's a reason you've forgotten him. Spoilers for me and the fans, Bob. Who is it? Oh, God. I mean, it, this is funny. I, I can't even remember his name. You can't remember his name? You just built him up that much. You can't remember his damn name? He's the he's the villain. You know, you know that Our Worlds at War crossover? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's the villain from that, yeah. Imperiax. Imperiax, that's it. That's it. Imperiax. Oh, boy. That's a... Way to, way to be quicker on the draw with that than me. I, usually, I'm the one who's quicker on the draw. Random as fuck. Imperial, like why? That's a best choice. They 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 do pretty well with it, I think. I know, okay. I know. We're not really building your enthusiasm for season yeah, two with this revelation. Now that I know season two's main villain is like some random ass guy that like I don't even remember what he did. I don't remember anything about our worlds at war. I he he killed Lois Lane's dad. Um, <laughs> he yeah. I don't know. Okay. Big, big, big alien attack on Earth, I think, man. <laughs> when we get to him at some point in season two, I'll we'll have to go through his list of abilities because it's pretty funny. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Got some interesting abilities that I... Yeah. And just so our listeners know, we'll come back around on Legion season two when Strange New World season two starts, which I'm hopeful will be early next year, but maybe it would be more like late next year. Yeah, it'll probably be early 2023, I'm... 
It's my fault. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, they, they want to keep them Paramount Plus uh, subscriptions flowing. And for those of you that listen to our Patreon, have no fear, guys, because X-Men 97 is coming out in fall of 2023. Oh, man. I, can, can I complain about this on air? Uh, sure. I'm, I'm really getting... Like I'm really getting worried about X Men '97. Why? The the sh- the showrunner keeps tweeting, and he's got the goddamn stupidest opinions. Like <laughs> he 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 was tweeting about how like he doesn't like Emma Frost. He doesn't like any of the stuff they did with Cyclops in the 21st century, which is the only time Cyclops has ever been an interesting character. He doesn't like Krakoa or the Utopia storylines where the mutants form a nation, and like. I get it. Like, X-Men 97 is a nostalgia piece. I don't necessarily, like, need, you know, it to do, like, the 21st century X-Men stories in a 90s style. That's not what I'm hoping the show will be, necessarily. But, like, when you're just coming out with these dog shit opinions, and they just keep coming, just these dog shit opinions. It's like, it's like, dude, like, what the fuck is your problem? Do you, like, what are you actually going to give us? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm worried now. So is this, like, the writer... He's the showrunner, yeah, yeah. Okay. He he, and he actually one thing that's um, that's somewhat um, encouraging is that he wrote a couple of the good episodes of Strange New World season one. He wrote the Serene Squall with um, our favorite non non binary space pirate. That was such a shit episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's the best episode. Damn, son. That was the Damn. best episode of the season. What the hell? Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. he just has shitty opinions, Bob, but he can write well. Let's just leave it in the I mean, that's what, I, that's what I'm hoping, yeah. I, that's I what really I'm hoping. Think, yeah, because if he wrote Serene Squall, I'm, I'm good with him. He, I mean, that's... I don't have to hang yeah. out with him. I just have to watch his show. I don't know, but you just you just kind of you kind of worry, right? Like yeah, I know. But I mean, I mean, we we I guess we won't see Emma Frost. But if you really want to see Emma Frost, though, watch the uh, Wolverine and the X Men. Oh, we will. We will. Yeah, that's that. If you want to of Emma Frost, his name his name is um his name is Bo DeMaio, and he also wrote the Memento Mori episode of Strange New Worlds. Which which one was that? While on a routine supply mission to a colony planet, the USS Enterprise comes under attack from an unknown malevolent force. Pike learns that the enemy... Oh, this is the Gorn attack episode. This is the first Gorn attack episode. Yeah, so... Okay, that's a good. That's a great episode, too. So, the um, man can write. He just has shitty opinions, which... Yeah. On the more disturbing side, he also wrote an episode of Moon Knight. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So on the on the positive uh, on the positive side, we've got two great uh, Strange New Worlds episodes. On the negative side, we have um, a Moon Knight episode and really shitty X Men opinions that just keep coming. And then I don't know if this means anything to you, but he wrote like a cartoon movie of The Witcher and a couple of episodes of The Witcher. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it I've watched some of it. I've watched the. I'll have to see which ones he actually did because they're all kind of separate. Especially if it was, if it was season one, they were pretty good. If they were season two, and eh, maybe not the best. One episode is 2019 for The Witcher. One is 2021. And then the animated movie, I guess, is 2021. Nightmare yeah, of the were, Wolf. People weren't too excited about that animated movie, but I do know that uh, if he wrote one in the first season, he'd be probably... That, that's pretty good. So would, that would, the 29, would the 2019 have been one of the first season? Yes, so he's at least got that going. So add that to so the good plot. I'm not going to watch The Witcher, but you're telling me that if I were going to watch The Witcher, I should watch season one and then stop? Yeah, you're not going to be as interested in season two. Well, at least the man know, we know the man knows how to do episodic, ju- judging by Strange New Worlds. Maybe we got this part. Right. Maybe it'll be better than right. 
I'm 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 hoping uh, that he's just a man with dog shit opinions. I also just think it's like a hilarious like. Yeah, we want you to gin up enthusiasm for X-Men 97. The way you do this is you just go out and you just tweet your dog shit opinions about X-Men and get the fans riled. The X-Men uh, lore from the last uh, 20, yeah. 20, 25 years. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> we'll hand you the keys, but we need to make sure you just spout out shit like constantly. Yeah, you can believe it. You cannot believe it. The important thing is you get those fans angry. <laughs> Also, we need you to fuck up Storm's hair. <laughs> Ooh, Matt's getting personal here. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I personally don't give a shit. Like, I don't, I don't care. I, for, I honestly forgot where we were. Sorry. That's right, probably fine. more on me. This is why the show did not take off very well, guys. Cause, uh, <laughs> like... Oh, that's not true. That's not true. You start talking about Legion, and then you're like, oh, yeah, X-Men. <laughs> That's not true. Legion, Legion is great. Legion is great. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I, I mean, if you want to, if you want to put in a Legion tangent, I will say with all the upheaval at Discovery, like one of the reasons I wanted to do this was there's there's supposed to be a Legion of Superheroes HBO Max cartoon, but with all the all the turmoil with HBO Max now belonging to Discovery, I'm really getting pessimistic that we're going to get that Legion cartoon. It ain't ever happening. No, <laughs> they're cutting like Batgirl. <laughs> yeah we're probably not going to get young justice season five either which is a shame that, no, that sucks like i haven't watched season four but i really want to be able to keep watching you know what i mean just to see where it goes. yeah although i will say like season four it sets up stuff but it also like the end of season four also can't like it could be an okay series finale it's not like a all-time great series finale but it's yeah i think it makes a satisfying series finale and i think i've told you this already it seems like they're teasing heroes in crisis for season five Okay. Which is just the worst DC comic ever written. Yeah, <laughs> so, is that the one where, like they go to like this house and talk about their problems and that's it. And then Wally West, then Wally West kills everyone. Yeah. Yep. It's okay. oh god. It's like Identity Crisis, but even worse, arguably. Yeah. All right, Bob. So let's get back to this uh, favorite or, mo- or best developed or most interesting hero. All right, my most developed hero, Bob, is Lightning Lad. My least developed is Triplicate Girl. Ooh. ooh. Yeah, Triplicate Girl is kind of a lost opportunity. I mean, really, we don't see her do anything other than be supportive of the male heroes, and especially Superboy. There are three parts to her, and they're all different colors. Indeed, indeed. (laughs) For me, uh, Phantom Girl was both my favorite and, I thought, very well developed as a character. Um, Saturn Girl was second in both categories, and... Then Triplicate Girl, I would put number three, which also, it just kind of happens that those are three of my favorite Legionnaires in general. And then Superboy, Brainiac, Five, Lightning Lad, and Bouncing Boy are all well-developed, but they all annoy me. So, you know, it's kind of mixed bag. There are a lot of Legionnaires that kind of show up in the background or only in one episode. Do you want to read the names and I will tell you, I will remind you who they are? Should that, is that how we should approach this? Sure, that's fine, yeah. And uh, so we've got Cosmic Boy. Original leader, like we, like I was saying, Cyclops, but with Magneto powers. Colossal boy. He's the giant guy. Although in the 2000s, they came up with the original, the funny gimmick that he's from a giant race, and his power is actually to shrink. Star boy. Um, Star boy is uh, the black dude in the black and white costume. Uh, he's he's a very cool character. He has like mass increasing powers. Sun boy. Uh, Sunboy is the kind of the kind of got a little bit of a crazy design of you know kind of being like a sun like thing. Matter eater lad. 
you, you remember Matter Eater Lad, right? Yeah, he eats matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Element Lad. <laughs> uh, Element Lad is one of those whose like power is simple, but then you realize he's probably like one of the absolute most powerful. Is that he can basically uh, control and manipulate all the elements. Dream Girl. Uh, Dream Girl is one of the best legionnaires. Uh, she has prophetic dreams, and uh, she's a uh, supposed to be like the most beautiful, but she's also kind of low key, one of the smartest. Uh, she's definitely one of the best legionnaires. I love her a lot. Shrinking Violet. Uh, as the name suggests, she shrinks. <laughs> Block. Uh, Block's a big rock creature. Tyrock. Uh, Tyrock is another African American character who, his origins are kind of weird. Like you could argue that they're kind of cool and progressive, or you could argue that it's kind of racist. It would kind of depend on how you look at it, I guess. But he has like Sonic Scream powers, and he dresses like uh, Jim Brown meets Elvis, which I think is pretty cool, actually. Then you have Ultra Boy. Yeah, yeah. Ultra Boy, uh, you know, from uh, the Olympics episode. Uh, all of Superboy's powers one at a time. All right, Bob. So the two that I would like to learn more about are Starboy and Tyrock. Well, I got bad I got bad news for you, Matt. I don't think you're going to learn much about either in Season 2. Well, damn. Um, I don't know. Well, if we... If we if we do Legion coverage in the future, I can I can pull some uh, I can pull some single issues that so, touch on them. So what you're saying is I have a really season two really crappy villain, and I'm not going to see more of Tyrock. Awesome. No, but you are going to see some really cool characters like uh, Karate Kid and Chameleon um, are pretty <laughs> prominent in season two, and they're both very cool. I'm going to assume Chameleon changes colors. <laughs> uh, no, shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. Okay. Then, Shapeshifter. Uh, okay, because we already had the change of color guy. He should have been called Chameleon. That's Color Lad. Okay. Or color Kid. <laughs> his, his powers, but like Chameleon. Yeah, makes sense. All right. Who who are yours, Bob? Who do you, who are you gonna see more of? Uh, definitely Tyrock, uh, who I think is really cool and very underused in the comics as well as the cartoon. And then uh, I I really love Dream Girl. I don't think we get much from Dream Girl in season two either. Sadly, well, we're not gonna learn anything about any of these cool characters. All right. <laughs> That's always the dilemma with the Legion is there's like 30 characters, but they can only focus on five or so. <laughs> so we've got our we've got our villains. We've got Alexis Luther. We've got the Legion of Supervillains. We've got the Fatal Five. We've got Mixie. We've got Mordru, who's the sorcerer villain from the Mixie episode. And we've got Drax Zod. Am I correct in guessing your uh, your favorite villain is Lightning Lord? No, Bob. My favorite is the group Lightspeed Vanguard. They are my favorite, which <laughs> Lightning Lord is a part of. Yes, yes, indeed, but only only a small part in Matt's mind. Yeah, Lightspeed Vanguard. And then my least favorite <laughs> is the Mixelpidolic demon or whatever imp from whatever. Knockoff. They, they, they didn't yeah. tell us yeah. it was Mixelpidolic or if it was an imp from the fourth dimension or whatever. Is it fifth, fourth, or fifth? Well, he's fifth an imp. Dimension. He's an imp from a magic planet. Yeah, but but they won't yeah. like, they won't come out and just say it's him. So. Whatever that creature was, he's my least favorite. Yeah. I will say I agree with you about Mixie being the least favorite. And then my favorite was the Fatal Five. Even the, I think they did really well in the final, the season finale. Although you're right that uh, the, first two episode, the first two episodes with them were underwhelming. I also do appreciate this show did a good job in contrasting the two villain teams. Um, they're not so distinct in the comics, but usually they don't appear in close proximity, so it's fine. All right, Matt. Well, you have any regrets? I forced you to watch this show. 
I mean, no, it was it was good once I kind of got into it. But uh, I do think it's a very hard comparison to Strange New Worlds. But I have enjoyed learning yeah. about the characters. I just, I don't, yeah, I I felt up and down over comparing it to Strange New Worlds. I, I still don't know what else we could have done for Strange New Worlds, though. Right. And this did have the virtue of only being 20 minutes. I feel like this was yeah. like the, uh, it's like the precursor to our coverage of Strange New Worlds. <laughs> and then uh, you got any uh, predictions expectations hopes for season uh, two yeah i'd like to see the roster just continue to be expanded it seems like that's kind of a big part of the fun of the show is just meeting the new characters or characters that i like i've never heard of i've, I've been reading dc comics my whole life and some of these characters i've never heard of but uh, it's fun that it introduces yeah. you to them and well that's one of the nice things about the legion is that it stays kind of self-contained like you can bring in, you know, occasional villains from the 20th century into the Legion, but the Legion Legion themselves, they mostly stay kind of contained. And so you can do kind of cool, more wild things with them than you could with, like, say, the New Teen Titans or Young Justice, you know? We're going to be releasing this episode, kind of seal off our coverage of Strange New Worlds and Legion of Superheroes until Season 2 comes out. We will continue to drop... B5 versus DS9 episodes. We'll yeah. go back to that. We've, and then we also have We've already got Babylon 5 DS9 episodes coming out, yeah. We also have our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash uncannytreks where we cover Young Justice versus X-Men 92. So we've got a lot of content coming out. If you Make sure you follow us on Twitter. we got a Predator movie review coming up. You know, the content is flowing. Follow us on Twitter. All right, well, this has been uh, Uncanny Trek's coverage of Legion of Superheroes Season 1 and Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 1. I am Bob in Cascadia. That's Matt in the Southland. Uh, follow us on Uncanny Trek's, and have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening.